Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the first of two live shows on the Tune Review today. Uh, we're putting in the effort for you to bring you some good quality shows on this uh, this Sunday. Um, not the best game yesterday, of course. It finished Bournemouth 1, Newcastle United 1. Um, not really the result we wanted. Uh, not really the game we wanted, to be honest. And uh, that will probably be reflected quite highly when we do the player ratings. Um but uh, it, it was completely off our game yesterday. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that very, very shortly. Um, just to let you know that Man United have beaten Leeds United 2-0 at Elland Road. Uh, finished around five minutes ago. Um, Leeds played really well, especially second half. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Manchester United take the three points and move into second place in the Premier League. Uh, which is, uh, uh, you know... Whatever you say about them, the second in the league. Uh, we have uh, we've missed the boat a little bit uh, during this little lull of form. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll look at some comments first. We got space bars in there. By far our worst performance of the season. Uh, why do we not pick now to have our dip in form? Uh, well, I don't think it's by choice, mate. To be honest, uh, Toon Gamers is after noon all so bad. We are limping to draws now. Our twenty-five man squad not good enough. Should have got a couple of loans in. Uh, Willock and Wilson out with hamstring injuries. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll obviously talk a lot about the transfer window on the loaded show tonight. Uh, we're going to you know take a deep dive into that and try and uh, discuss what what went wrong or, or what the transfer window policy was. Um, because it certainly left us in a little bit of a, an issue. Uh, Big Joe, one yellow away from missing the final. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, if the, the rules, um, the rules are very strange on this. Um, if you get uh, basically the, the Premier League yellow cards don't count towards the Carabao Cup now, apparently. So um, we don't have to worry about Joe being suspended. Um, I've, I've read but those rules this afternoon for all competitions, which is weird. Straight red, yes, but not yellow cards, which mm -hmm. I, it doesn't. It, it really strange. Uh, so as long as Joe doesn't get a straight red, uh, he, he will. Uh, he will be playing. Uh, but there you are, Colin Morton. Good afternoon to you. Um, he said that yesterday felt like a loss, and I think their heads are at Wembley. Are their heads at Wembley, Billy, or is it just that we've we've just run into a little bit of a lull? I think it's a bit of tiredness. I think it's. Shortage of, of, of numbers in the squad, um, and that's all added up to a, a little bit, a bit of a slumping form. I, I just don't mm. think that they've got the legs in, in them at the moment, using only 14 men to play the best game they want to play. Yeah, that's what I think it's down to. I think it's down to fitness. And, and if they had more numbers in the squad that were able to come on and do a job, then mm. I think they'd be less tired, obviously. There's definitely fatigue going on. You can see that in certain players. Uh, Spikes this afternoon, TDR family. Hope everyone's good. That game was awful, uh, as if the team had been bruised. The passing was very sloppy. Um, Anders says, uh, I doubt we will win more than one or two games the rest of the season. Uh, been so poor since the um, World Cup break. Uh, and I think that ain't... Well, come on, Anders. I mean, one or two games the rest of the season. Jesus. I mean, look... I've seen many, many people have absolute massive overreactions on 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 various sites, forums, and things like that since last night. Um, we, guys, I've just got to change my internet around, so bear with us a second. Uh, it's worth pointing out that we've beaten Southampton twice in the two legs, which I, I understand is not the league, but we have got two wins recently. They were both against Premier League, a Premier League side who aren't that bad. The league I did go off. Bad at the moment. But anyway, and we scored three goals in the two matches. So um, I was just saying, Paul, about the Southampton. About we've beaten them 
twice yeah. in the cup, yeah. and they are a Premier League team. So you know, we're we're not we're not drawing everything. There is a lot of overreaction going on. Look, we said this earlier in the season that there will be a point in the season where we do have a dip. You know, it happens to every single team. It just so happens that our dip is going on around the same time that Arsenal are having a slight dip, Man City are having a slight dip, um, Spurs. But Man United are taking advantage of this um, to a point where obviously they, they only drew at home at least, but they've won today. Um, so, you know, let's not go too overboard. Look, we, the whole point of these match reviews is to review that particular match. We're not talking about, you know, throughout the season or where we've come from or anything like that. We are reviewing that match. That's all we're reviewing. We're not talking about what's happened earlier on in the season or where we've come from from the takeover and things like that. It's the one match we're reviewing. So people need to remember that and not go over the top. Thinking, oh, you're having a go at the players. Just remember this. No, it's a match review of yesterday and what we saw on the pitch yesterday, which was simply not good enough. Um, uh, Eddie's interview, he said uh, Miggy and Maxi had slight knocks. Well, certainly Mag- Maxi's didn't look like a slight knock, uh, but we'll see. Uh, Pilar Keith says, good afternoon. I now fear for Joe Linton. Don't worry. It doesn't matter if he gets a yellow card. It's a red card that he needs to worry about. Uh, good afternoon, Chippers. Um, yes, Ian's confirming it there. If Joe Linton gets booked against Liverpool, he can still play in the final. It's a red that he needs to avoid. Uh, George Brown says, we didn't lose, uh, so let's take some positives. Thought Bournemouth looked good, and we were poor onto Liverpool. Um, yeah, look, it, it's not panic stations, Alex. We've, we've, we've drawn... So we're unbeaten again, and it, it says something when we play so badly, yet still manage to get a point away from home in the Premier League. Mm. Or do you not subscribe to that? Look, it, it makes sense as a, as a throwaway phrase, but I think in context, we've got to beat that team. They are pretty much the worst team in the league. Um, and it, I mean, last year when we were trying to avoid relegation, it's a must-win fixture. So now it's certainly a must-win fixture. There's no, you know, we, we can be, we can, we can paint it any way we want, but we, we, we should be beating Bournemouth. They are the worst team in the league, in my opinion, and we've drawn twice against them, and we barely scraped past them in the cup. It was an own goal, um, mm. and they, yes, they played all right to be fair, but they weren't, they weren't great. They were lacking a lot. Bournemouth have a hex over skill. us, don't they? Um, it's a little well, bit of a bogey was, team. But there, there was no, there was no technical ability really, or not, not, no, no technical ability that we shouldn't be able to handle anyway. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was balls over the top into space. Mm. Solanke being quite strong and just good runners. There was nothing yeah. outrageously impressive or technical about their play. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were just very poor for for yeah. our standards that we've set ourselves, and we need to be winning those games. Yeah. Uh, Umwana, I know that you seem to have a problem with Alexander Isak. I don't know what your problem is with him. Um, he needs to run a games, mate. You know, it, it, it's <laughs> he's played one, what one full game since he's come back from injury, uh, and people are already on his back. And that numpty Kieran Dyer saying uh, about the signing, it was a, it was a, I can't remember the words he used, uh, oh, but it was, his opinions are odd. Well, he's a dick, um, quite frankly. Uh, Beats says, uh, teams seem to have figured out the way we play, especially neutralising the threat from Trippier's side. Uh, and every time Maxi receives the ball, three men on him every time. But Billy, the, the three men on him every time is because it takes us so long to get him the ball. Um, now, I, you know, I, I was a little harsh on Maxi in the first half yesterday because, you know, when I looked at it back, I thought, wow, you know, he, he has got literally three guys on him. Um, and when Gordon came on, 
that sort of freed it up a little bit for for, for Maxi because Gordon was also pulling players to him. So, you know, they those two were working quite well. And I thought as well, Isak and Maxi teamed up for a few times really well. So there was some pluses there that just need to come to fruition a little bit. Yeah, I think Maxi's definitely is the public enemy number one of them in it for no no apparent reason, in my opinion. Uh, you get the ball to him quickly, he'll beat the man and he'll, he'll create chances. I wish sometimes he'd be a little bit more selfish. I wish mm-hmm. sometimes he'd be the other way around, but <laughs> he makes the wrong choices sometimes. But he gets in them yeah. positions when you give him the ball in the right, at the right time. Uh, the yeah. left back behind him doesn't help him at all. He doesn't take players away. Well, we're going we're, we're yeah. to come on to that, but uh, yeah. But the, it's worth mentioning, when, you see... Oh, sorry, Billy, go on. When Gordon came on, he, he, he took players away and gave a maximum space. Looks far did. more dangerous yeah. because of it. Yeah. Go on, Alex. Um, it's, worth, it's worth mentioning about the three players. The goal literally came from that because they shifted too many people over to Maxi's side and mm. there was space for Longstaff, Longstaff to drive into and then obviously Miggy's free for the rebound. So that mm. goal comes because people have to respect Maxi so much and triple up on him and double up on him and that creates space. So we just need mm. other technical runners being in the right place. You know, Bruno's very good at that as well, at arriving late in the box. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Long, Longstaff's getting better at it, but... A little bit more utilizing him on that left side more and having an additional fullback. All of a sudden, the fullback drags that one man out, and then Maxi's got one less player to deal with, and then he can either mm. go to the byline or drag it across like he did for the for the Longstaff shot. And it, yeah. it, that that was a perfect example of how we can get goals from Maxi being overmarked. Mm. Uh, Rachel says, "Is there any news on the injury situation? Not yet. I mean, he, he said they had slight knocks." Uh, I suppose, you know, today or, well, today and tomorrow, they'll be having scans or whatever. Certainly, I would think Miggy would need an X-ray on his wrist. Um, uh, and obviously, Maxi would need a scan on his knee uh, just so to double check that they're not too bad. Callum Wilson, we have to take Eddie's word for it that he's, it was just out yesterday and be fit for the Liverpool game. But it's it's really frustrating. Uh, I think frustration is the word for us Newcastle fans when it comes to injuries. Um, Paul Tully says, afternoon, uh, guys, hoping this is a blip, uh, which is bound to happen. I'm disappointed at any not changing players to help the tiredness because sloppy play always comes from tiredness. Uh, but then again, who, who do you yeah, them with? exactly. I mean, you know, we're, we're strength, we're, but again, this will come back down to the transfer window and why we didn't strengthen. Uh, because that bench yesterday, apart from Anthony Gordon, was weak. Uh, very weak. Um, certainly, you know, you're putting the likes of Fraser, Richie, who, let's be openly honest, aren't in the future plans. Um, you know, there's there's Lascelles, you know, but just the current not, plans. Well, there's just nothing there. Um, uh, Brent says, uh, get Joe Linton back on the wing to help Dan Byrne. Uh, look, we're coming on to Dan Byrne in a second. Uh, Andy says, uh, we really need to work on our corners. Uh, we get so many and do nothing with them. Uh, Conju again, set pieces uh, need sorted. Um, Prola says, we are still top four. Get the form back soon. Yeah, we're still top four. And that that is a positive that, that has certainly come out of it. Um, Anthony says, when we win the cup, the momentum will come back. Uh, let's hope so, because I really hope we thrash them twats. I really do. I really hope we win the cup. Um, there was a comment just now. We'd get Joe Linton back on the left to help Dan Byrne. I don't understand that comment. No. Why don't we just play a fullback? Mm. Why don't we get a proper fullback on that side to help Maxi mm. instead of playing everyone in the wrong place? Yeah. I mean, look... That I'll, makes uh, no sense. Dan, we may as well talk about Dan Byrne. Uh, and we mentioned it on the... Uh, when you guys joined me on the on the watch along yesterday at the end of the game, and uh, look, 
it's not working anymore. It's clear. The last three, four games, it hasn't been working. Dan Byrne has looked like he's going to get caught out. And to me, once he faces somebody with real pace on that wing, he's done for. Because there was once yesterday that I think uh, the the, uh, the Bournemouth winger got behind him and Dan Byrne put his arm across his face um, to, to, to block his run because he knew. He knew that he, he wasn't going to match him for pace. And in a way, I think he was lucky because he, he did catch him with his elbow in his face. Um, you know, the way decisions have gone lately, it, it, it's incredible. Um, but he did put his arm out to stop the guy. And I just think Pace, he's done for, Billy. I think not just that, I think mentally he's done for. I think his head's, his head's now scrambled. I think some of the things he did yesterday was beyond belief. He yeah. was absolutely appalling. That mm-hmm. mistake near the end where he let, just stopped running and let the ball go to their player was ridiculous. Luckily, the captain's got him out of the shit. Mm-hmm. But his head scrambled. He's playing out of position in a position he's played before, but it's not his position. He wants to be a centre half, obviously. And we've got away with it for so long. He's played well mm-hmm. for so long, but now he, the crow's coming home to roost. And we need to get a proper left back in there without any shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I think um, Matt Target's due back in training this week, Alex. But w- would that be enough to make Eddie, you know. <laughs> have a look and say, right, put target in against Liverpool? No, it's not soon enough. It's not soon enough. You've you've seen the sort of, um, like, the pace that he reintroduces injured players in. Mm. You know, he'll, he'll give them a week or two weeks training and then he'll, you know, give them a, substitute, a couple of substitute appearances and then maybe a start. So yeah. I, I would say we're at least three or four weeks away from seeing Matt Target be a starter. The only The only player I've ever seen him just go, right in straight away is Wilson. He's the only player I've seen with a different sort of, you know, back from illness or back from this, no training, and Wilson still gets a start. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but he manages Wilson's minutes very carefully, but mm-hmm. everybody else in the squad um, is, is bedded in slowly when they return from injury. So no, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't even say he'd be ready for the cup final. I'd, I'd say he'd need, he'd need at least three weeks, in my opinion. So, Billy, uh, <laughs> Dan Byrne against Mo Salah. Um, that scares me. I don't know about you. Mo Salah's not particularly in great form. But <laughs> That's my worry, Billy. That's my worry. He put it forward a week. Wembley, big pitch. Dan burn against Anthony or, or Sancho or whoever. Mm. It's a license for disaster. Yeah. I mean, I'd you can get, get in Anthony's I'd, head, but Salah, you can't. I'd, go, I'd get Jamal Lewis in. I would, seriously. Uh, really? As bad as he is. As bad as he is, he's better than Dan Burn at left back. Wow. I, I, I don't know if I agree with Ooh. that. Look, I, I think, you know, something has, something has got to happen um, because uh, it, it, it can't go on like this. And I think, you know, Eddie needs to realise that. I mean, look, this I said this yesterday. This is the first bit of pressure that Eddie Howe really might be a little, you know, not massively under pressure, but this is a little bit of pressure for him here because we're, we're having a little bit of a lull. Uh, you know, plenty of comments have already come in saying that, you know, they think that other teams have worked us out a little bit and we're finding it difficult to, uh, you know, to adjust to a plan B, Alex, because uh, clearly a plan B is what we need. We need something different just so we can mix it up a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, I was quite excited to see the new shape yesterday. That we, He was forced into it somewhat, mm-hmm. but we went with the 4-2-3-1 with Gordon behind the striker. Um, I was really excited to see it, and it didn't really work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of that is the personnel. I think Joe Linton and Longstaff have good attributes, but they're 
a little bit wasted in a double pivot. Um, you know, Joe Linton wants to be driving in the, the top and top end of the mm. pitch and being a destroyer, not not sat in a deep role. Um and Longstaff as well is, you know, he's shown his qualities slightly further up the pitch, in my opinion. And having both of them sat deep, they're not creative enough, or they're not it just didn't work. They didn't have as much control. Um and it's a shame because I was really excited to see that shape because I think it's a shape we could be really good with. Uh, but I think it would need to be sort of a Bruno and Longstaff double pivot at, at the minimum. Um, I don't think Gordon had a great game either, you know, in that 10. Uh, it was nice to see. He looked very energetic. His press was brilliant. You mm. can see that the fans are going to love him just because he's, he was just, you know, he Gordon does what everybody thought Fraser did. <laughs> that is what Gordon's actually doing is running. Yeah. That's proper running. That's not, oh, well, he tries really hard. No, Gordon really tries, really, really tries chasing things down for the whole game. It was lovely to see. Um, mm. But I thought, I thought he got brought in and, uh, you know, he, he's come in and he was expecting to go in, come in on the wing and all of a sudden we've had to change. All right, Gordon, you're mm. the 10, you're behind Isak. These are all your new teammates. Boom. And it, it was a bit, it was a bit much. Um, yeah. Yeah. It didn't work, unfortunately. It, hopefully, well, maybe we can see this shape again. It would be nice to see again. And he might be forced into it if we're missing midfielders. Well, maybe Depends on Willock's injury, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, how many times have we trained in that formation? You know, we, we just don't know. Well, um, is, is he going to play Anderson? And keep the three with no substitutes, really, or or is he going to change to a double pivot? <sighs> Safer to use the two, to be fair, because then you got yeah. more options. Yeah. Uh, Steven says uh, squad depth is coming to bite us in the arse, in my opinion. I think the players look exhausted, but unfortunately, we haven't got enough quality to replace some players for a break. Um, Brian says burn was horrible, a three out of ten. Uh, Shamrock says I agree, Alex. So disappointed. I don't subscribe to any of the excuses or justifications from fans for a poor result and performance. Um, uh, Danny just says Kieran Dyer is a tool. Uh, Warren, good afternoon. Uh, all frustrating result last night. Uh, we went at our best again, uh, becoming the draw specialists. Positives are unbeaten in 17 games now and still in the top four. Yeah, it's a long unbeaten run, Billy, which we should be proud of, to be honest, shouldn't we? I mean, you know, yeah, we haven't been great the last few games, but uh, it's, it's, it's certainly a record that we should be well proud of. Yeah, I mean, we've we've shown some kind of fights when we've gone behind in the, yesterday for twenty mm-hmm. minutes. Um, so we, we're not used to losing. It's a good habit not to, to have. Is is not losing? Obviously, I just mm-hmm. feel that the way we're playing at the minute, I don't think it defeats far away if we keep maintaining this level of performance. I've got to yeah. say. I mean, Alex, Bournemouth's goal yesterday, uh, poor again from our defending point of view. Uh, lessons weren't learnt really from the week before. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, Eddie mentioned that in his in his presser, didn't he? That I think the journalist uh, or the interviewer said, you know, same same goal as last week. He's frustrated by that. He knows that. He said that they're going to go away and have a look. Um, I didn't. I didn't see. Apparently, it was Isak's man that was let go, and there was nobody else on the back post. Uh, again, the ball for the second time just floated past Burn in the middle. Very mm-hmm. strange. I mean that that's that's really not that's less of an issue because I think we can clean that up. It's it's the goal scoring that's a problem. We didn't have control of that game, and with the with the talent we've got, we should be scoring more than zero to one goals per game. We we, we should be banging them in a little bit more than that. Um, you know, conceding happens from time to time. You're always going to concede a goal, just the odd mistake or them with a you know it's a Premier League. Somebody will have a flash of brilliance. You can always concede. Mm. But if we're in control of the match, if we can, can score more than them. So mm. um, 
we just need to score a bit. We're not, we need to have more control of the games and we just need to have some more shots. And Because we, we were doing all right. We were produ- producing lots of high-value opportunities. I mean, th- th- this stat got banded around all over social media where from a, a cluster of games, we were um, we scored about four goals from about eight XG. So we were just being very unlucky in front of goal. Um, and, but now that's... We didn't do very well yesterday on XG at all. We had Bournemouth beat us on XG. So... Mm. Yeah, worrying. Uh, Stephen makes a good point here, actually. How many times are we going to say a draw is a good result? Uh, Bournemouth played well. West Ham played well. Uh, I think we said the same against Leeds. We should be winning these games. You, you can't not disagree with Steve's point there. I mean, we should be winning yeah. the game. And it's certainly a run of games that, um, I think you said last night, Alex, that, you know, it is a run of games that Eddie would have looked at and said, these are definitely winnable games without a shadow of a doubt before the, the Liverpool game at the cup final. Yeah, well, Liverpool Liverpool's going to be a harder team to take three points from. Yeah. I understand that they're, they're dropping points. You know, they're, what did they lose? 3-0 to Wolves or something. So they are... It is a good time to play Liverpool, but, you know, there's no reason that if they have a good day, they might have a good day. And when they do have a good day, they're one of the best teams in Europe. So it's not it's not going to be an easy game. Um, so we need, we really need to be picking up the, the easier points. I mean, I mentioned yeah. this last night, you know, we, we beat Tottenham, we beat Chelsea, we're beating all the big hitters mm-hmm. or, or getting points off the big hitters. And we, you know, we need to consolidate by beating teams we should be beating. Yeah. Uh, Kenzie says, Dan Burnout was lifting yesterday. Uh, he was decent, but he's just looking like an angry lump right now. A hamster's water bottle has more depth than us. Uh, Johnson uh, Street says Jamal Lewis in for Burn for one Elliot Anderson in the middle uh... <laughs> not after their blunder together in, in the Sheffield Wednesday game I do not want to see them on the same side of the pitch together ever again mm. yeah. no you can't put both together but definitely Jamal Lewis would give, give us more attacking threat whether we're weaker defensively who's to say after that, after that performance yesterday because it was horrific let's be, let's be honest about it Defensively, Do you know, I mean, yeah, I, I actually agree, Billy. I think Jamal Lewis would give us more definitely going forward. And he can't be any worse defensively than what we've seen from Dan Byrne lately. He simply can't. Um, so maybe it's an option. And he certainly knows how to link up with a winger. Dan Byrne, I mean, he overlapped a couple of times yesterday and just didn't know what the hell to do. He, as soon as he got the ball, it was just like, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm up the other end of the pitch here. What do I do? Uh, so, you know, I, I, maybe. Uh, Chinglish says, uh, we all love the positivity over the takeover, but we have to call it out when they mess up. And in January, we really messed up and showed a lack of planning and ambition. We needed more. No, Chinglish, we wrong. don't know We don't know what's gone on behind the scenes, though. How, how do we know that Newcastle United didn't go in for certain players and we said no? You know, we're just assuming. I mean, what I laugh sometimes is, 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 is people saying, oh, we should have gone for him or we should have gone for him. You know, how do we know? That, that those players didn't want to come. How do we know that Newcastle didn't ask about certain players and they didn't want to sign for Newcastle at this particular time? How many did we go to when they said, oh, well, well, I'll wait and see where you are in the summer. If you're in the Champions League, I'll certainly be interested because that's where the, the big players will come to your side. So we don't know. And I've seen a few comments already today saying, you know, Dan Asher should have come out and explained what happened in the transfer window. Um, look, that we can have a conversation about that. And we will do tonight on the show, but look, it, it 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 we have to just trust them, and they haven't done a bad job up until now. And you know, yeah, maybe we should have got somebody in, and I, I still stand by that point. I think we've we've missed the trick not getting somebody in because we're not deep enough in the squad. Um, but you know, 
they're not going to come out and say, oh, well, we went for... So, they're not going to name players because, obviously, they're, they're, they're with other teams, so they don't want to cause uproar by doing that, by saying, oh, well, we asked such and such, we asked such and such, they didn't want to come. They're not going to do that. I think um, it's more the point that we let someone go out the weakest part of our team. Yes, and that's the big that's the big problem. Yeah, you know, we we all thought that as soon as you know Shelby was gone, that somebody was coming in. I mean, we said that on the morning of the transfer window, Billy, when we saw that you know Shelby was gone, we thought, right, they must have somebody ready to come in. And if that was the case, then they shouldn't have let him go. It's as simple as that. There's no, I know John Joe Shelby wanted to move for the for his career and for sentiment mm. and what have you. There's no room for sentiment when you're third in the table, not really. Not really. I need to be a, a, a valuable addition to the squad yesterday because he, he was on the bench for Forest yesterday. Um, yeah, it, unless us. yeah, unless you know something was in the pipeline and something was very close, and we said yes to Shelby going because we thought that other deal would happen and then it fell through. You know, well, whatever's going on. That's how much. That's how much it is. If you're letting yourself get into that situation where someone goes and then someone lets you down, nah, you don't do that. I don't think mm. so. Uh, Yandel says, uh, Bournemouth fans uh, uh, could not believe how big Joe Linton was uh, talking uh, in the pub after the game. Um, interesting. Uh, Anderson for Willock, Lewis for Byrne to support the wing play uh, and switch Miggy and SM to make better use of crossing and passing uh, into the box for the correct foot without cutting back. Uh, he's not going to do that. He loves his inverted wingers. And we, I think we said this in the in the preview show, actually, on Thursday night that we knew that Eddie wouldn't do that, Alex. He, he likes his inverted wingers. But there was times yesterday, Miggy got to the byline, perfect opportunities to cross, and he's cut back. And the, the move went dead. But then we've seen that most of the season. Yeah, well, it, I, I'm trying to think of a justification for it, and there really isn't. I mean, if you get to the byline and you look up and you don't think there's a good cross or a good pass on, then the cutback makes sense. But it does feel like there are times when it is the appropriate shot or, 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 you know, kick, choice, decision, whatever word it is. There, there definitely looks like there's two or three opportunities a game where the right foot makes sense from Miggy and it just doesn't come. Um, mm. I think I think Maxi, Maxi does it more so. He, he will, you know, do one or two crosses from the byline. He'll do one or two drag backs to the edge of the box. He'll try a couple of driving himself into the box. He'll try one shot. He generally tries three or four different things. Um, to mix it up, which is which is what you should do. Um, whereas Miggy, yeah, I think needs to do a bit more of that. I understand he scored, but he scored because he was he just made sure he was he was there about sort of in the right place. It was Longstaff that did the hard work to you know. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, but... the rebound came to him. I mean, praise where it's due, though, Alex. <laughs> I mean, you know, Miggy, he didn't sort of. It was a good shot from Miggy as well. He kept his he cool. He kept his cool, and he went. He saw what what was clever about the goal was he put the ball from where the keeper had come from. The keeper was maybe expecting him to go near post, but Miggy was mm-hmm. calm and just slotted it from yeah. where he'd come from and gave them no no chance at all. Um, and, and I've gone, I told you so tonight to, to Pete as well for, for Miggy, because my prediction at the start of the season was 10 goals for Miggy, and I got laughed. I got yeah. laughed at yeah. for that, and he's just hit 10 goals, and we're still he in has. February. So. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting tonight. I thought Miggy played <laughs> well yesterday. and uh, he, he did attempt to right foot cross. Unfortunately, mm. it went about 0.03 miles an hour across 
across the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the line, didn't he? Yeah, yes. Yeah. He did, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. It sort of <clears throat> it crawled across, didn't it, bless him? Um, but I thought he took the goal very well. And, and, and you know, our equaliser was pu- it was a lovely goal. It, that was what we've been used to seeing a lot this season. Maxi, um, it, it, funny enough, it came from a dreadful pass to Maxi. I can't remember if it was Bernard Botman that hit the pass. But it was it was fired. It was heading out of play. Maxi just sort of dove in and managed to keep it in. And what was sensational about, and I don't think many people have picked it up, is how hard that ball was going in the air. But Maxi, while he's diving to keep it in play, also managed to control the ball into a, a little soft little touch. Uh, for I think it was was it Anthony Gordon. Um, and then Gordon gives the ball back to him, and away we go. It was an incredible piece of skill, and I don't think that's been well. Of course, it's not been picked up by anyone because why, why would he? He's Maxi. Um, but you know, I thought it was sensational. And then Maxi's head up to pick out Longstaff, who made a brilliant run. Uh, good save by the goalkeeper. I think Sean did all he could there. Uh, he went. He, he could go either side of the keeper. Target, finally, which is he, which yeah, is he, he made the keeper make a save. And that's the important thing. He made the keeper make a save. Uh, the keeper had no choice but to do what he did. And, and of course, the rest is history with uh, uh, Miggy tucking it in the corner. This is, um, this is literally what we've, we've talked about in the last four to five weeks, isn't it? About they need to st- stop skying it over the bar. And yeah. The minimum requirement is get it on target because you never know. You might get a rebound. That's mm-hmm. exactly how we scored. Keep it on target and you might you might get lucky. It might fall to someone and it did. Yep, absolutely. Uh, a lot of people in the chat are, are saying, uh, well, if, if Harrison Ashby's had a, a good couple of weeks training with us, uh, try him at right back, move Trippier to left back to, to maybe help Maxi out. It's an option. I'm not saying it's the best option, but it's certainly an option because I think Maxi would appreciate Trippier there because Trippier, he's played left back before. Not for me. Mm, he didn't look comfortable. It'd be forever. Be forever cutting inside. What you want is someone going outside, Maxi, because Maxi wants well, to Billy, inside himself. Yeah, but that happens either way. It happens on yeah, both flanks anyway. Cutting in. No, if you, yeah, but that's with the winger in front cutting inside to give room on the outside for the fullback to go past them. If the fullback's going to run inside in, there's no room for anyone. That that would work if Maxi was left footed. Mm. Yeah, that that yeah. works if you it don't works. play inverted wingers because then yes, one goes wide, then. one cuts in. So try me, so so try Miggy on the left with Trippier. Just this is what I mean by trying to mix it up a little bit instead of being so bloody, you know, blatantly obvious. I mean, people are working out what Miggy's going to do. They know he hasn't got a right foot. They know he's going to cut it back. And but Trippier's distribution at the minute, guys, is is sensationally poor. I mean, it was rotten yesterday again. Um, and it, look, I love Kieran Trippier. I love him, and he's 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 a fantastic uh, captain. He's a wonderful player. But our set pieces are. Literally skunk right now. That bad. I don't think they were. They weren't amazing. But you know, he picked out people several times, and they're just you know, Fabian Cher got up really well and headed it about. Alex, that's the only one. That's the only one I can Um, remember him picking out to play with. You tell me another time you remember a Newcastle player getting on the end of them. They need to win their jewels in the box, don't they? If if he's going into a cluster, they need to fight to get on the end of that ball. Trippier can only put it into the into a dangerous area, can't he? To to a point. Um, getting it literally to land on someone's forehead, you, you know, you've got to put it into an area generally. That's how you do it, isn't it? Mm. But uh, listen, I mean, w- what was going on with the, the passing out from yesterday, from the defense yesterday? I mean, it was dreadful, every single one of them, which is Bruno. very uncharacteristic. It makes a difference the, having Bruno there, exactly. So having the man in front of them to pass to if they need to, having that option, 
having to go long every time, it's, it's, they're going to get caught. The, the, the stats are going to go down straight away because every ball's a long ball. I mean, yeah, but, you know, Fabian Scher, we're very used to Scher bringing the ball out. Even when Bruno's there, Fabian Scher brings the ball out. He brings it out quickly. But now, uh, and yesterday people are mentioning Bruce Ball, and it, it was in that first half, like watching Bruce Ball, it was passing backwards. It was sideways a lot of the time. You know, th there didn't seem to be an outlet ball, and I don't know what was causing that. But, you know, the, and then when they were playing the passes, I mean, Trippier, first half, his passing was dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. You know, Botman was just terrible. But, you know, I'm not saying they were bad playing, you know, defensively. When Bournemouth came at us, they did the defensive jobs very well, as usual. But bringing it out, passing, getting the moves going, it was all so stale yesterday. And I, I really can't put my finger on why that happened. It's it's Bruno. It's not having it right. This is so systemic. Of right, think Think of England at the World Cup. Rice is a great player, but he is not a proper, proper six. Sat in front of the two centre-backs. He's not very good at receiving the ball from the centre-backs. He doesn't offer. He doesn't get into the right spaces and offer himself up as a passing option enough. And England at the World Cup suffered the same problems where we, we, we struggled to control um, lots of funny passing sequences. We couldn't get it out properly. And that is exactly what's going wrong here. And it, it's, it's mm. the, when you play in that sort of shape, and you don't have that competent midfielder. Um, it's, it's like Billy said that those when those centre backs have the option to bring it out or pass long or go to the fullback, and they can just ping it off their their DM and come back. It, it's more options, and it, it's it's harder for for the opposition as well because they've got to cover more potential ways the ball's going to come out. Whereas as 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 okay, Joe Linton and Longstaff were, were reasonably good, but it's not their position. They're not. They're not going to be in the same spaces and, and making the same little movements that Bruno does. It's 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 purely because Bruno's not there. Um, mm. Even Shelby, to a point, knows how to do that. I, I know he was a bit mm. slower, but it's um, it's about positioning. It's one of the reasons why you know Enzo Fernandez has just gone for so much money to Chelsea because filling that position is really difficult. And it, it's it's you know we talk about the spine of the team. That's the mm. that's the like the base of the spine. That's the most important part, really. Who scored, Billy? Rodri, uh, one nil to Man City. Four minutes gone. Uh, yeah, he's talking to number sixes. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew says my disabled grand could have scored. Gordon's uh, miss forty three million pound for that miss. Mm, came to him quick. What? It went off his shin. Well, I don't know. Which miss are we talking about? When it ricocheted to him in the middle of the box, and it just went wide, didn't it? But yeah, but Obviously. the goalkeeper was literally three inches in front of him. I mean, it, it, he made himself huge. Oh, come on. That's a little bit harsh. Um, Phil says, we still have the best defensive record in the league. I'm confused about what you three are talking about. Eh? Look at the games, mate. We're talking about offensively. We're talking about that we're not scoring and we've not got as much control as we did. Yeah, we, but again, I'll go to what I said really. earlier, Phil. We're talking about yesterday's game, not how good our defensive record is. We know that's fantastic. We know we're actually fantastic defensively. We're talking about yesterday's game. That is all we're talking about today. And it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Um, I've got a good rebuttal for that. Eddie Howe in his press conference went, yeah, we conceded that we conceded that goal and we shouldn't have done it. We'll go back and analyse it. Yeah. Why don't you go and tell Eddie Howe that, oh, shut up, Eddie. We've got the best defensive record in the league. Of course, everybody's going to go and have a look at it. It's literally yeah. what they do. 
But Ed, right, Ed, come on. Eddie will be going in, you know, to tomorrow with the guys and talking about that game. Not he's not going to go in earlier say, on the season. Don't worry, lads. Don't worry, lads. You're great. You've got yeah, you've got the best defensive record. record. It's not. It. He's going to analyze that game yesterday and 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 actually say to the players, "This wasn't good enough. This wasn't good enough." Do you think you know he's going to? Oh, come on, man. Ah, dear. We've conceded um, the same goal two weeks on the trot. Near post flick-ons, which should have been stops. No one on the back post marking the bloke that taps into an empty net. Worth discussing for sure. Come on. Well. Andrew, thank you very much, uh, Phil, there talking sense. Uh, but then Phil goes and replies, okay, Andrew, sack how and get these in. What a melon you are, Phil. Why would you sack how? Honestly, what an, th- this is just, uh, what a melon you are, Phil. You're having a very bad Sunday, I understand that. But really, come on. All we're doing is talking about the game last night. We're not talking about defensive records and stuff like that. We were poor yesterday, Phil. Open your eyes, take your blinkers off, and see that we played poorly yesterday. We've been praising them all season. But yes, we are in a lull right now. And we're not going to sit here and blow smoke up their asses every week when they don't play well. This is why we are we're supporters of the club talking about our team. And it wasn't good yesterday as 99% of the chat are saying, but okay, Phil, we'll go in and do a better job than Eddie Howe. Do one. Anyway, uh, Adam C says, I'm very worried for Joe Litton getting another yellow. That Don't worry, Adam, it won't happen unless he gets a straight red. Um, that's what we have to be worried about. What about a yellow? Uh, and what about two, two yellows to make a red? Would that, would, would that be the same or different? Or I don't know what the rules are. I don't know. I haven't even looked at that. Just avoid a red, Billy. That's all we need to say. <laughs> Either way. Uh, Bill says the shape didn't work. Uh, go back to the well-rehearsed shape with the players in their usual positions, uh, disrupting the whole setup because Bruno was missing, maybe causing more problems. Yeah, he didn't He didn't really have a choice because Willett yeah. got injured. Um, and then if we, yeah. do, if we do continue to use three midfielders, who is the substitute? Because if yeah. our only three midfielders are, let's say Willock's properly injured for like, Four, five, six weeks, whatever. Yeah, we've yeah. got who? Joe Linton, Longstaff, Elliot Anderson. There's your three. If we need a sub, who's the sub? Mm. Literally, isn't one unless we bring <laughs> Matt Ritchie in as an eight. Like who? Who is there in the squad? Who, who do we play if we need a substitution? So you're right. Keeping the same shape is generally a good thing to do. Mm. We don't have enough players potentially to even do that. Yeah. Uh, Andrew says, uh, Sakhau, Phil, are you sniffing glue? Clearly, something is going on in Phil's uh, Phil's head at the minute. Um, uh, Brian says, uh, I'm on one device, so I was stuck with Sky's commentary. Disgrace. Uh, they effing love their goal. Doesn't piss me off anymore. I think it's funny. Well, to be honest, I mean, when you put Don Goodman on commentary, you, you, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, the man's uh, like just a divvy. He hates Newcastle United. Um, Top Pitt says Isak needs to get in the gym and get some strength. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I do. Uh, he was knocked off the ball very easily a few times yesterday. But then, you know, when he goes on these marauding runs, he, he holds the defender off. But I think when the defender is alongside him and the, the both sort of fighting for the ball, I think he's, he's very easy to push off. Um, yeah, so. he needs to be already in his stride with the ball to be effective. He, he's not great at challenging, is he? I mean, I mean, he was what? He was two out of nine ground jewels. Mm. Yeah. 
you want a bit more than that, especially because he's like six foot three. You do want a bit more from him, really. Uh, Phil's back again and said, well, your opinion is that they are talking sense. So are you sniffing glue? <laughs> uh, Phil, uh, I don't know whether you've noticed anybody in the chat, but uh, everybody seems to be on the same wavelength today um, about the performance other than you. Um, so there is the problem. Have a look in the mirror, mate, and you'll see what the problem is. Um, Jay Devlin, thank you for your five pound super chat. Uh, we were fine in the middle after Willock went off. Passing improved and we defended well. Those three should start against Liverpool. Definite improvement, Billy, when Gordon came on, though, wasn't it? There was a definite improvement. Yeah, without a doubt. The energy levels rose for starters. I mean, because he's everywhere. Um, but I'm not sure the passing would have got particularly much better. It was better, yeah. It couldn't be any worse, to be fair. Mm. Um, I, I thought second half, That's a good we didn't show any kind of, I don't think we showed any kind of ambition to win the game, really. They were, they were as much you know trying to win the game as, as, as we were, if anything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I thought we second half. I actually thought we controlled the second half without being really like, you know, it, it, we had a lot of the ball, but we didn't do anything with it. That's why it, it just sort of petered out in the end. I mean, yes, Bournemouth, uh, they were certainly counter attacking us in the second half and um, almost got successful. You know, one shot, which was straight at Nick Pope, which he should have done much, much better on, to be fair. Um, you know, and they had that header from Solanke in the first half, which caught everybody out because I think the the pace that he got on that header surprised everybody. Um, but apart from that, I mean, did they really threaten? But then yes. again, we didn't. Trippier had to clear it off the line. I mean, well, we, yes, look, we apart from that away, one, yeah, we could have walked away two one down from that game, and it wouldn't have been a surprise. Yeah, um, they, they arguably deserved it more than us. I mean, yeah, but Dan Byrne just let them have that. I mean, that was dreadful. It was absolutely dreadful. Um, and if he, if he'd been awake and alert, that that wouldn't have happened. Um, but, yeah, but it did. So you know, they were, did. We were for, we were fortunate to get a point, really. Yeah. Kasaparesk, that was that mistake of Burns yesterday. Kasaparesk. That was some of the worst defending I think I've seen from a Newcastle defender for years. It wasn't even defending though; he just stopped. He well, stopped no altogether. Shout or anything. I mean, I, I do blame other players for not shouting man on. I think that is the the. You know, that is the minimum thing you learn when you were a kid is, is the mm. give them a man on shout. I understand that we're playing away, but even so, yeah. the Pope, somebody I think should have given we him a, a free man kick. on shout. I think you thought we were getting a free kick. I think he, he's, yeah. he's waiting for a whistle. That's what I think. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Elliot Anderson can't just be written off because he had one bad game. We need to give him opportunities. I thought Elliot did all right when he came on yesterday. Actually, yeah, no, he, he looked did very fine. lively. He might be on about my point. Um, I, I was just on about the Wednesday game when him and Lewis really didn't play well together on that left mm. side. I, I agree that separately they can be fine players. It was just that instance. So, no, I, I want Anderson to get chances. I do think he's a good player. That's yeah. not what I meant. Yeah. Um, Adam says, uh, if you remember back when Howe first came in, Jamal Lewis was playing at left back for a couple of games and did uh, and yes. looked all right. He did. He, did. he, he was having a... He? He was, I was there. He was having a brilliant game at Anfield and then obviously mm. got injured. Salah. Um, which was unfortunate, but well, he uh, beat Salah in a foot race, and then his hamstring yeah. went ping. Mm. So, you know, the debate's there. I mean, uh, he's there as a left back, and I'm starting to agree with Billy. Actually, just uh, you know, something different needs to change, and, and see what happens. Uh, Chris Murray, good afternoon to you. The whole team looks burned out at the moment, and with the lack of cover, I can't see that changing just yet. Uh, 
Stiff Gator says, I don't know why people blame Ashworth. He does not have free reign to do as he pleases. If the owners are mindful of FFP and are conservatively, then he has to do what he's told. Exactly. Yes, that's fair. 100%. That is true. However, once we got rid of a player that with a hefty wage packet on his, in his, in his mm. bank every week, we had room to move for someone else. And they shouldn't have let him yeah. go until we had someone else signed. Mm. I mean, Jun says uh, it's more like we did not plan the Shelby exit rather than a midfield addition. Uh, I mean, Eddie did say he wanted to keep people in the window, mm. so... And it did all happen very quickly, the Shelby thing, didn't it? It, it, it just all just... Forrest came in for him, and then he was gone. Um, Tom says it's good... Yeah. There's going to be bumps along the road. Uh, we don't know what happened, Ari transfers. We've exceeded expectations on the pitch, but still lack depth. Uh, we are still playing catch-up in many ways. Uh, we are. Um, Chipper says, if Shelby had stayed, we could have had to give him a new deal. Well, yeah, well, I mean, they could have given him a new deal or they, could, or, or they could have said to John Joe, right, you can have a new deal. You're not going to be involved much in the first 11. But, and, and John Joe might have said, okay, well, how about I find a new club? You know, would you be open to that in the summer? And then that would have... Well, they might have made a decision as a club after his injury reoccurrence or, or whatever it was, a new injury. They mm. might have just said, right, if we can get if we get anything for him, we'll let him go. Because maybe, maybe they just decided, right, they don't want him to have another year. Yeah, because um, we want to go in a different direction with transfers. So mm. interesting. Uh, Billy's right; they should have held on to Shelby until Sander Berger was signed. I think that's what they put all the apples in. You know, that's that Berger deal. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, that they were convinced to get him on a loan deal uh, with a view He's to a permanent one, him, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, Godfather says, "Question: Do we have an unbalanced left side? Uh, and most attacks are coming from our right, and teams have figured it out." Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> yes, we have he a is. very unbalanced left side. <laughs> very unbalanced. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll start with one, one with, the, with the left back in there. All yeah. sorts of that. Yeah, Abs says massive overreactions for me. Yet yeah, draw is not great. Results and performance uh, were so par, but we are unbeaten in seventeen games because we have been dominant in those games. Uh, well, we certainly haven't been dominant the last few abs. So come on, yeah, we weren't dominant against West Ham. Certainly weren't dominant yesterday. Um, but yeah, I see what you mean. You know, we're unbeaten in seventeen. We mentioned that earlier on. There is still positives to come out of this because if this is our lull and we've remained unbeaten in our lull, then fabulous. But we've got Liverpool next. We've got injuries, and we have a very depleted squad. Uh, that is what obviously is is, is worrying. Uh, Lee says to get rid of the white and green kits because it's a jinx. Yeah, we've never won with it. We've, yeah, we've we never won in that green well kit. In yeah, uh, it's it's amazing that actually. Um, Elite says I think winning the League Cup will change our mentality and helps us recapture pre-World Cup form. Uh, Andrew, good afternoon to you. Um, Gladys uh, says uh, poor teams up their game against us and we play poorly. I think... Uh, yeah, uh, Alex, smile if you think Billy better looking than Paul. I'm sitting watching the show with all the lads having a good laugh. That was a grimace. But now I can't. Smile, if Alex. I smile or don't smile, I, I, I offend somebody no matter what I do with my face. Now that's not fair. Exactly. So yeah, no, that, that's putting him under massive pressure. But um, I'm better looking than Billy. Uh, Billy knows that. But Billy's older than me. Um, Derek says, Tripp's catching the ball for the throw-in. Uh, he was off the pitch. Yeah, I found that very, very strange. Because if you look at the replay... the ball position, though, not the player position. 
I don't think the ball went out. I don't think it went out. And then later on, they let was another one kind of went that was definitely out. I think well, it went out for a goal kick or something. There the player doing it. Yeah. Uh, Paul's right. We are woeful at corners and attacking set pieces. I mean, the last time we scored from a corner was, of course, the goal uh, at Leicester from Joe Linton's header. Uh, and that one uh, was that one came after a real long time again. So we just don't convert enough from from opportunities like that. And it, it's it's now, you know, when we get corners and that, you know, the, the, you know, it gets the crowd up when we get a cut, and you think. Is anything going to happen from this corner? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Jake Clough Jr. should have called this the Sunday Whinge Fest. Oh, get lost, man. Honestly, I'm not I'm, I'm not in the comments. Like, we're talking about the one game, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? We've, had, we've been praising them all season. And then just, you know, yes, they had a bad game yesterday. Pull the blinkers off. Christ on a bike, man. Uh, JP says the midfield weren't shown for passes from the back four. I actually agree mm-hmm. with that. That we're very static in the midfield, which is where you guys have mentioned. You know, Bruno comes into it then, doesn't he? Uh, because he, he makes that space available. Uh, John says, "Good point on the inverted wingers. Opposition have found us out, and how keeps playing the same way." Uh, Fergie was famous for swapping wingers mid-game. Uh, if it doesn't work, you have to change it up. Um, Same yeah, season, but, but we haven't got the players to change it up at the minute. And again, again that's, this, that's our fault. Why are they not asking this in press conferences? It's 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 a great question, and we could get some tactical insight from Eddie Howard, what his footballing philosophies are, and what he might do in the future going forward, changing mm. shapes. And you know, they, they've asked it a couple of times. Of you know, would Isak play up top with Wilson? We need more questions like this because we want more yeah. football answers. Not some I'm of the actually rubbish. I mean, they ask. Them. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried, Alex. That you know, the the media are briefed before about what questions they can and can't ask. Um, but I think Eddie would surely, be... Surely they wouldn't be able well, to... yeah, no, I know. There not be a restriction on wingers. You know, oh, Eddie, you seem to prefer inverted wingers with, you know, a right foot on the left and a left foot on the right. Would you ever consider playing natural out and out wingers? You know, is mm. that a consideration of you, you know... It's but he never, a, a he never talks question, tactics, though, does he? He never mentions tactics in his press conferences ever. He's very, very, very coy when it but, comes to... But he to... just mentioned shape. When, when he was, yeah, mentioned, yeah. When he was yeah. talking about Gordon, he said he saw Gordon as a winger uh, and possibly a forward, which, which, which instantly told us, okay, he doesn't see him as an eight. Um, mm. And having watched Gordon a lot more, yeah, he definitely doesn't look like an eight. And he, no, he wouldn't play as an eight. But the fact that we got clarity on that, it was great. You know, we, we need more digging questions so then we can get more answers as fans. It's, it's, it's what we live for. It's interesting. We want to know these yeah. things about our club yeah. and our team. Uh, Carl says it was like watching a load of hungover blokes playing on a Sunday morning in the park. <laughs> it was actually, wasn't it? It was, especially the first half when we were just. But I mean, Sean Longstaff. I mean, it, once <laughs> in the in the, in that first half, he just kicked the ball out of play. There was a, he played it to he, he played it to the right, and he just kicked it out of play. I mean, it's so uncharacteristic for all of them. Um, but never mind. Right. Uh, we'll move on to the player ratings now, guys, uh, to, to finish the show. But before we do, uh, just a quick reminder, everybody, that uh, this we do have a very celebratory uh, shirt and mug on offer from the Toon Review. This is the T-shirt, uh, the Toon Review, living the dream uh, as we head to Wembley, of course, uh, with the Tell Me Ma song on the back. Uh, and, of course, we do the same with the mug. Uh, they are now for sale on the website, 
just to remember, uh, it's the channel's way of remembering our journey to Wembley uh, and beyond. So they are now on the website at thetoonreview.co.uk. Uh, that is our merchandise site. Um, that is our merchandise site. And uh, this is what else you can find on there. So let's get down, let's get down to business. So, so those Wembley shirts uh, and the rest of the merch are on the website. Alex, do you need to pop off? You may as well, mate. And we'll, me and Billy will do the play. Well, five minutes. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Um, a dog's crossing his legs. Uh, her legs, is she? <laughs> right. We'll start. Well, we'll just we'll, we'll bomb through these because I think you know there's no need to explain every single one and why we're giving them because. I think it's pretty basically obvious on the performance. Um, we'll start with Nick Pope, Billy. Yeah, I thought he did okay. Nothing he could do with the goal. Again, not a lot to do apart from that one save he made. Um, well, seven out of ten. Yeah, I'm going with a seven as well, simply because he was superb coming off his line. Those balls over the top, especially on Dan Burns' side, it is so relieving to see that th those balls coming over the top. Pope is out like a flash. So, um, a seven for me. Alex? Yeah, a seven. Um, I've had a couple of messages, questions about Pope as well, asking about mm. the, say, the same thing. About why does he kick the ball out um, when he when he comes really far out? So when he when he sweeps really far out, instead of trying to play it long, he will just kick it straight out. And the reason for that is that you don't want to kick it long just in case it comes back before you've reset. Exactly. Uh, and he's not back in his goal, so he's not he's not it's not that he's miskicked it. He's doing it on purpose so that we, we you know it doesn't end in an error but yeah no Pope was was fine same reasons number seven yeah if in doubt boot it out uh Alex Trippier uh, oh god I haven't really thought about him probably a seven for me um again his stats are through the roof but it's because we do so much two out of 16 accurate crosses so yeah two of the 16 found a man could do with more than that. More than that, you know. Maybe it's a bit of trippier and a bit of the people on the end. Mm. Um, three key passes. I'll give him a seven. I can't really give him any more than that. I think we are using him a bit too much. One hundred and fifteen touches is a lot of touches. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah, but most of them went terribly, awfully wayward. Uh, I'm giving him a five. Uh, I wasn't impressed with trips yesterday. I really wasn't. Uh, uh, I, I think his first half, especially his passing, was all over the shop. And uh, it's a five for me, Billy. Yeah, if he hadn't been on that pitch, we'd have come home with a defeat. So I'm going to give him a seven. Okay, that's fair enough. He did save the goal. Uh, right, we'll move to the other side. Dan Byrne, uh, I'm giving him a two. Um, I thought he was just dreadful yesterday and I don't need to really back that up with anything. He was awful. Billy? Yeah, I think two's fair. Well, seriously, the worst performance by any player this year, I think, for one of them, certainly. Mm. Horrific. Horrific. Yeah. Alex? I don't want to give him a two, but I, I can't give him any higher than a two. Um, I mean, he won a few aerial duels, but offensively, he when seven. he was stood at the top left on on the wing, he was just sort of he wouldn't link. He doesn't know how to link up properly offensively with with players like Maxi and, and and Gordon and stuff. Defensively, struggled a little bit, and then lost the ball that nearly made us concede. And yep. he could have done better at getting to the ball that we you know that we did lose the goal from. Um, 
Um, I, I don't Alex, want to give him a two, but I can't give him any higher than that. Alex, a two. Sorry. you know how when I said at the start we did we didn't have to back up why we were giving them the ratings. You just give. Them I know, but I just don't want to give Dan Burner two. Well, I'm sorry, like but you have justify it. <laughs> you have Zishan. Thanks for your one pound seventy nine. Uh, we've been poor, but our expectations too high. Uh, not against Bournemouth, mate. I don't think you could expect our expectations. <laughs> They're the worst too team high. in the league. Yeah, they are by a country mile. Um, right, we'll move into the middle. Uh, Dan Botman, Billy. Uh, Dan Botman, I shall give a 6-4, defended pretty well, but passing went great. I deliberately said it, by the way, because I'm just going to call him Dan now, because uh, I said it so many times in commentary again. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe he should be re- reclassed as Dan. Uh, but there you go. Dan Botman for you, Alex? Um, I only give him an 8. I thought he was actually pretty decent. Eight out of nine long balls distribution was better. Mm. I don't think it was his fault that the midfielders weren't coming and, and offering themselves as an option. Yeah. Um, you know, three tackles, three interceptions. Yeah, Rolls Royce, tidy. Um, you know, he's not going to be creating goals, is he? So he he did uh, he didn't deserve his yellow card either. That was nonsense. But he probably deserved one for the the following thing that was a yeah, it was awful. Bad foul. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm going to give him a six. Um. I, I thought it defensively was sound, but bring the ball out not. Uh, Mad Putter doesn't really... I, I don't think you have a fan here, Alex. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> there fancy you go. Fancy game of golf, Alex. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, let's move on to um, uh, Fabian Scher. Uh, I'm going to give him a six as well. I, I think, you know, again, just the same as, as, as Botman. Billy? Yeah, same for me. Uh, again, defended okay, but passing okay. pretty poor. Yep. Alex? Uh, I'll give him a seven, although five interceptions is pretty mental. Ten accurate long balls as well is pretty good. You know, that's 19 completed long balls from both centre-backs. But the reason it doesn't it doesn't really... We don't remember anything happening is because Isak was just losing the ball all the time. Um, oh. Unfortunately, he was struggling with the physical battle. Um, yeah, I'll give him a seven. Uh, Alex, just give a rating, mate. You, 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 people understand. You don't have to explain to nobody. <laughs> that's why it's called Stato, though, isn't it, really? That, that's why it's Stato. Yeah, it's boring if I just say a number. Well, uh, uh, that's well, people true. Want to, people want to hear an explanation. Surely they don't just want a number. Uh, Abs is saying, Alex, no graphics. Uh, there's no graphics because Alex's computer is dying, Abs. Uh, yeah. we, we, we're hopefully going to be... Uh, we hopefully uh, will have that sorted uh, within the next few, uh, well, week or so, hopefully. Um, right, let's move into... Oh, Ib says, I have to lay off you, Alex. Uh, so there you go. That's me told off. Uh, thank you, Ibs. I, but hang on a minute. I, who, so who's the problem then? Because I'm the problem, but you're also the problem at the same yes, time. Yes, I, I think I we're both know. problems. What? Um, it, it, Rachel says, come on, Paul. Alex would never just say a number. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Boy says, say what you want, Alex. Well, there you go. Uh, anyway, right, let's move into midfield. Sean Longstaff, Billy. I'll give him a 7 out of 10. I thought he played pretty well. and he, he, Obviously, the run he made for midfield was a, was, was a fantastic one to create the goal. Uh, yeah. I, I wasn't quite happy with the, him and Joe Litton alternating in the sixth role, though, I've got to be honest. Before yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give him a seven as well. I thought he did brilliantly for the run. I thought it is. I think he was probably one of our better players yesterday. Um, so I'm going with a seven. Alex? 
Um, I'm going to be generous and give him an eight. Really? I think I think seven's fair, but I'm going to give him an eight because it was he had three shots, all three on target. I'm yep. happy that he's I'm happy that he's improved that side of his game, and I want to give him a higher score for it. Um, and he's playing as best as he can in that role. Yeah. Yeah. I give him an eight. Yep. Uh, well, uh, Alex, I have to let you explain why you're giving them. So uh, I'm getting wrong off the chat. So, uh, you know, you've got some support out there, matey. Um, surely it's just boring if I just be, if I just say, oh, eight. No explanation. <laughs> It'd be confusing, right? If I give a different number and don't say why. Well, I guess so. Uh, right. Uh, let's have a look at Willock. Are we going to mark Willock? Because he, he, he was only on for, well, yes, I'll give him a, I'll give him a two. I thought he was awful. Um, Is he on for? Uh, 36 minutes. 36 probably. minutes. In those 36 minutes, he was awful. Um, Alex? Four. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did anything. Again, doesn't he's, he's terrified of jumping up for the ball. Weird. Yeah. Um, he he won't go in for 50-50s either. He just won't. I don't understand why. It's weird. Everybody yeah. used to say that Longstaff would never go in for 50-50s. I think they got that wrong. I think it's Willock that just uh, never goes yeah. in for 50-50s. He, he goes in. Yeah, absolutely. Billy? Yeah, I think a three. He, he should have a 70-30 in his favour yesterday, which was one of the most awful things I think I've seen him do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all he did basically was fall over, then did his leg in, and that was it. Three. Yeah. So what what we're going to do now is we'll mark Anthony Gordon now as well, because he obviously played quite a lot of the game. Um, so we'll go with Anthony Gordon, Alex. that's a tough one I'll give him a 7 I don't think he was amazing but I think he gets the 7 because he contributed to the goal with Maxi and his work rate was immense but Mm. it it, maybe not his fault pushed straight into the 10 role in a funny shape that we've never played before yeah he can have a 7 he did right. it's nice to to be fair he probably didn't train in that position during the week either Um, no definitely not yeah I'll go with a 7 as well for exactly the same reasons I thought his energy was fabulous uh, and, and you know, more of that to come. Billy? Yeah, seven for me too, for the same reasons. Yep. Uh, right, who else is there in that midfield? Uh, we've done long start. Joel Linton, of course. Joel mm. Linton. Uh, Billy, we'll start with you for Joel. Uh, very quiet. Very, very quiet. But I think the position he was playing in dictated that. I'll give him a six. Oof. Okay. Uh Alex? Um, I think he deserves a seven. Um, you know, five out of six completed dribbles is pretty crazy. 91% pass accuracy. So he, like we mentioned yesterday, he was trying to be really safe and tidy and clean and tidy because it's not his role. It's not his normal role. Uh, and I thought mm. he, he did it as best as he could. And I think he didn't make any mistakes, really. Generally, he was very, very tidy with it. So, yeah. But it's not his role. We want him further up the pitch because that's where he's more impactful, really. Uh, I'm giving him an eight. I thought he was our best player yesterday. Um, you know, watching that match, just seeing how much he was getting stuck in, and he was uh, he was defending. He was he was trying to drive us forward um, in, in a very difficult environment because he just couldn't get the ball forward. Uh, players weren't weren't offering themselves, but I thought he he was I thought he was really good yesterday. Um, and uh, if he wasn't there, Jesus Christ. We'd have been in trouble. Uh, but there you go. Uh, right, we'll move on to the front line now and we'll start on the left with uh, Maxi, Alex. Do you want to do Billy first? Because my stats page just crashed. Okay, Billy? Uh, yeah, I thought he was quite bright at times. I think, again, once again, we've said week in, week out that he's not helped out with who's around him. But I think his, his, his role in the goal, second half he was driving at players also, 
Get mm. a couple of shots second half or so. I'm going to give him a seven. Yep. Alex? Oh, my computer is so bad. <laughs> oh, well, I had a look <laughs> at it briefly beforehand. Yeah. I, I think he completed all of his dribbles, which was nice. I know he lost the ball, but that wasn't from a dribble. So his dribbling was better. He created the goal. Um, I, a lot more pressing as well. In the first 10 minutes, he was helping with the press. I, I, he did more than I expected, actually. Um, and I, I, I don't really think that much was his fault yesterday. I think in the previous game, um, who did we play? West Ham. Yeah, West Ham, he was poor. Um, I, I, I think against Bournemouth, I don't think he did much wrong. I think he did as best as he could with mm-hmm. the shape that we play. Um, I've got to get a number, haven't I? Crap. Uh, I'll give him a seven. Yeah, I'm going to go with a seven as well. I, I was really pleased with Maxi yesterday. I thought uh, first 15 minutes, he was looking a bit... He looked up for the game, but he was giving it away a lot. And I think he was trying a little bit too hard to make things happen. Um, so, But second half, like Billy's mentioned, I thought he was excellent. Um, really driving. The, the, I liked him pressing the goalkeeper. That was good. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, in the first half of the goal, I think he's done absolutely brilliantly with that. Um, so he gets a seven from me. Uh, other side, we'll go to Miggy Almiron. And I'm going to give Miggy a six. Uh, I, well, no, t- uh, sorry, seven, because he scored. Um, and I thought he took the goal very, very well. Um, I think it'd be, it'd be a bit harsher six, so I'll go with a seven. Um, he controlled, the, he kept his cool for the goal uh, to put it in the far corner where the keeper had already come from, and I thought it was lovely. Uh, Alex, mm, seven. No, I've got to give him an eight. I can't give him the same as Maxi because he scored, but I feel like eight is very generous, though. It is. <laughs> It is. Well, he five out of seven ground jewels. He was he was strong, but again, he's lacking that little bit of just just trying something different creatively. Um, and he and I'm sorry, but if we have to talk about Maxi doing it, Miggy needs to stop rolling around all uh, the time. Yes. It's getting annoying yep. now. Absolutely. <laughs> he does it a lot more than yeah. Maxi does, and he does. He gets a free he pass does. for it because he smiles. Uh, well, this is. I'm confused. As a Man United fan, I'll be surprised if you ever win anything, to be honest. Fan base too negative. Hashtag, you'll never walk alone. Yeah, well, you're clearly not a Man United fan. Well, actually, you probably are a Man United fan. You're probably one of the plastic Man United fans who doesn't know what songs belong to what team. My God. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> dear me. Uh, go on, Billy. Miggy, for me, I, I thought it was the best play we had. I thought I was going to give him an eight. I thought he okay. had a, quite a good game. He looked threatening. His work rate was unbelievable. Uh, chasing back, winning balls. He had no right to win. And, of course, he scored the goal that got us a point. So, I'm going to give him an eight. I thought it was our best player. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Andrew says, uh, far from negative, it's actually facts. Yes, exactly. It's facts. Uh, so, there you go. Um, he's getting the, <laughs> he's getting some abuse. Uh, right. Anyway, uh, we'll move on to Isak now. And, for me... <sighs> I thought he was a four. Uh, I, I really, I, I wasn't that impressed with Isak yesterday. But the bottom line is, Isak has been out injured a long time. It's his first full game back. Uh, we had to resort to a different system that Isak clearly hasn't been training in because the lot of them. So it, it's, it, I feel like I'm harsh giving him a four, but it, it's not his fault if that kind of makes sense. Um, I just think. He needs to be stronger, though. He needs to be stronger on the ball in certain aspects of his game. But that'll come. The more he plays in the Premier League, the more he'll, he'll become, you know, better. I mean, look, he's a quality player. There's no doubt about that in my mind. So we just have to give him a chance. 
uh, but a four from yesterday. Uh, Billy? Well, he is a great player with the ball at his feet. Fantastic. But he's as weak as a calibre shandy. I'm sorry. I'm going to give him a three. I'll put this up. He's as weak? He's as weak as a what? Calibre shandy. Okay. Calibre. I'll put uh, three lager. Fine. What, what score did you give him? Three. Three. Billy? Uh, Alex, sorry? Uh, I'll give him a five. But again, that's generous. Um I agree with what you said, Paul. I don't think it's. I think a lot of it is is not necessarily his fault. We're we're playing him. It reminds me a little bit of when we first got Joe Linton and tried to play him as a nine too too much. And and it's clearly it's very clear to everybody now that Joe Linton is far better with the ball at his feet and being aggressive. And you know, mm-hmm. Isak needs the ball at his feet a bit more. He's technical. He wants to drive and he wants to receive the ball in a different way. You can't just hoof at him and expect it to stick. Yeah. Um, he's not that sort of player. So I think a lot of it was not even his fault. But, you know, one shot on target, well, one shot total and it was on target and it was um, a very weak shot. It was a very poor shot from him as well. Um, mm. Yeah, I can't give him any higher than a five. Okay. 2-0, two-nil, two-nil City. Billy? Be fine. Yeah, 2-0 City. Who scored? Uh, I don't know, but Harlan with the assist. I think right. it may have, been, may have been Grealish or Gundogan. Uh- all right. Uh, JB makes a good point. Says uh, Isak needs to take uh, a few more Greg Stotties when he takes the dog out. Yeah, that, that might be an idea. Uh, right, the two substitutes uh, left. Uh, do you want to go, Alex? Because I, I think the dog's getting impatient, bless her. Yeah, she's just barking and barking and barking constantly. All right, well, I, I will be back at 8 o'clock. Right, we'll see you at 8 o'clock, Mary. Sorry. All right, see you soon. See you, Alex. So the dog, obviously, uh, an emergency uh, walkies there. Um, getting impatient with Alex, <laughs> but there you go. Uh, right, the two substitutes, Billy. Uh, I think, uh, and- was it Anderson came on before Murphy? No, did he? Or was it Murphy on before Anderson? I can't remember. Did they come on together? No, Murphy came on with 10 minutes left, but I can't remember whether Anderson was a late sub or whether he came on earlier. I, I, I think can't, Murphy I come on got- first. I think Murphy coming first. I think Anderson well, either way, I mean, the, I mean, Murphy. I mean, what they both did okay. Murphy. They both did okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Wes says afternoon. Been at the ladies' game. What was the score, Wes? I haven't seen. I haven't been on social media, so uh, let me know what the score was, buddy. Um, uh, Tony's given Murphy a nine. Uh, for what for? I have no idea. Um, I'm going to give Murphy a six, and I'm going to give Elliot a six as well. I, I thought Elliot um, pretty much. Um, I was quite impressed. Um, Wes says it was 4-2 to the ladies. Uh, so well done, NUFC girls, winning uh, 4-2 today against York City. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, great win for them. Uh, Billy, I don't know whether you want to, uh, whether you go anything different. No, I think I agree with that. They the, had little time to have any kind of influence on the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought they both did really okay when they came on. Didn't do anything yep. that terrible. Didn't do anything great. So six for both of them. Yep. Uh, and now the manager, Eddie Howe. <laughs> oh, I mean, mm. uh, I had one to mark. It is because, I mean, it, you know, you think about certain things, how that game went and not being made, not sort of changing it a little bit. But then again, he hasn't got anything to change it with. Um, if anything's frustrating, maybe. You know, we've said this a few times: is 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 move the wingers, just put put them on different sides for maybe just ten minutes, a ten minute spell, just to shake things up a little bit. Um, he's got nothing on the bench; that's a certainty. Um, 
you know, Anthony Gordon was his best option on the bench yesterday. Um, but listen, I love Eddie Howe, and I think he's he's in a very tough predicament right now. Um, but I'm going to give him a six. Um, I think middle of the line for me. Um, not brilliant, not terrible. Um, it was, I mean, Abs is saying that it was a very emotional day for him and he carried himself with a lot of class. Yes, he did. Um, he did indeed. And, and hats off to the Bournemouth fans as well for that. Because, of course, it's the first time that Eddie's been back, Billy, since he since he lost his job. It's the first time he's been back to Bournemouth. Um, so, obviously, it was always going to be emotional. Uh, and it was just lovely to see the reception he got uh, from the from the Bournemouth fans, it was it was a lovely touch, and, and hats off to Bournemouth fans for that. Um, but I think you know if we're going to mark him, I'd say a six. Yourself? No, I don't think he was that good. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, like, we know he's got, he's got the problems of having no one to pick, but he mm. should be playing Joe Lynn as a six in any in any circumstances, and he did mm-hmm. for most of the first half yesterday. And for yeah. that, I'm going to give him a five. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. Um, the Newcastle fans get a 10, as usual. Uh, pack the away end out as well on a massive, uh, one of the longest journeys of the season. Um, mm-hmm. And I like Coffee's making uh, reference to, uh, I think it was, was it the first half when they showed all the pictures of the old teams mm-hmm. on the on the stadium wall and, and focused in on Callum Wilson and, uh, yeah. uh, of course, Ryan Fraser as well. Uh, Richie. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, that was a long time ago now. Um, but there you go. Um, Tom, Dix, um, Tom Dixon asked if, if Ryan Fraser got booed. He didn't get on the pitch, and I don't think he warmed up. But when I mentioned his name before the kickoff, yes, he got booed very yeah. vociferously. Yeah, I, I still think he stayed a, a long way clear of any Bournemouth fans yesterday, to be honest, and couldn't wait to get back on the, the bus or the plane home. Uh, get him out of there very, very quickly for what happened there. Uh, but there you go. Uh, that is it for the uh, review of the game, guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for spending uh, your Sunday tea time with us for an hour or so uh, going over the review. Uh, tonight uh, should be an absolute brilliant show. It's the Loaded Tune Review Show, back again with the lads from Loaded NUFC. Um we're going to be talking a lot about, obviously, the transfer window and and a lot of what went on. Hopefully, we'll uh, sort of try and work out why we didn't improve the squad or things like that. So, it's going to be a very, very interesting discussion. Also, look, looking back on the Bournemouth game and looking forward to Wembley and things like that. So, it's going to be a, a really good show tonight, guys. So, don't miss that. It's 8 o'clock. Finish your weekend off the right way with us on the tune <laughs> review. Penalty to Man City. I think Jack Greenish just took a huge dive against his old club. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, surely VR will overturn it? No, I don't think so, because there was contact, but he made a rotten meal of it. Oh, well, that, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they will overturn it. He's a real proper dive, that is. Is it really? Wow. Is, is it at uh, Villa Park? No, it's at, um, oh, the, it's at the, the, the Empty Hat, is it? Uh, there you go. Uh, but we'll, uh, you can go watch the rest of that game, guys. But thank you so much to the mods again, uh, Susan and, of course, uh, Rachel, uh, working hard there behind the scenes. Um, by the way, guys, I'm just putting it out there. If you'd like to become a mod on the channel, um, drop me an email, uh, which is down below the description. Uh, if you'd like to mod for us, uh, please do uh, drop me an email and uh, I'll have a tell me why you'd be good at modding and things like that. And, uh, Obviously, uh, we'll try. We'll, we'll maybe get you involved. Um, but uh, as for this show, thank you very much to everyone, the super chats, etc. Thanks to Billy and Alex, and we will see you again at eight o'clock. Go and have your tea, a nice bath, and then relax with us for the rest of Sunday evening. Until then, well, it's three nil. <laughs> Until Thanks then, 
All right, okay. Haaland or De Bruyne? Um, Mavis. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, so there you go, 3-0. But until 8 o'clock tonight, guys, we bid you farewell. Take care. How are the lads and lasses? Oh!